everybody, welcome back. I am Joe the Widget, and we are back with episode 15 of Raw and Nerdy. I had to say the name because it irritates Rook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, sorry, son of a b- And we have Rook. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and of Let's course, Mr. Archon. I can do it too. Ha ha. <laughs> and I'm waiting until I get into editing. Don't edit it. No, then he'll actually add the beeps. <laughs> I'll put the actual beeps in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just beep out random things that don't even need to be beeped. Just oh, yeah. because makes it entertaining. Beep an episode. And then. All right, guys. So we are back. We're going to do our special discussion tonight. It is going to be about survival games. And there's a good reason for that because two big ones recently released. And I know that me and Archon have been addicted to one of them. And Rook also plays a ton of them. Or has played a ton of them. I've played quite a few with Rook, actually, in the past. So we're going to get into that. we got our week. we got a lot in the news. Quite a bit. Do you guys want to cover the news first? So let's just go into our, our week. How, how's everyone doing? Uh, my week's not been very nerdy. No? All I did was All I did was watch some Star Trek and then watch some YouTube videos on Star Trek. And I got to say, Trek Culture and Lore Reloaded are my favorite channels because they do deep dives into characters and stuff. So they make you think like what is uh, War Reloaded has a few that's more like is the Federation really the good guys or are they the bad guys? And he comes up with some really good arguments as to why both sides can be valid. Um, Ferengi are the master race. (laughs) It's like flat earthers and round earthers. Well, they both um, make good points. No, they don't. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I have yet to hear a good point by, from Flat Earthers about Earth being flat. Uh, I watched a video recently of a Flat Earther doing an experiment where they did several miles apart, lined it up exactly seven feet above sea level, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, so he had a long-range camera, and they, he lined it up with the hole, and you, you can see this video online. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. He goes, so I'm going to prove the, flat, the Earth is flat because when I Minguardo mean, is going to shine a light through his hole several miles away and we're both at seven feet above sea level and I, I should be able to see his light when he shines it because it's equal level mm-hmm. he goes only way that the stupid earth would be round is he would have to hold the head his light way over his head in order for me to be able to see it through the hole yeah so he turned and Guardo, told him Guardo to turn the light couldn't see it so um yeah are you sure you turn it on i'm not seeing anything he goes, hmm. he goes on the radio and goes, Inguardo, raise it as high as you can above your head. And then suddenly he can see it, the light through the <laughs> And all you hear is, all you see before a video cuts off is crap. <laughs> so that is a guy going into space, realizing the world's flat, uh, round. That flat earther, flat ather? Okay. That flat earther proving the point. And then if anybody who's ever been on a ship can tell the Earth is round because you watch them disappear well, over the there horizon. There are so many different ways you can tell the Earth is round. It's not even funny. I, I don't understand flat Earth culture. I don't it understand the broken mentality of it. Get in a yeah. plane, fly west. Eventually, you'll end up in the east. How can that happen if the Earth is flat? It can't. No. They, have, they actually have twisted their logic to the point to where they have a justification of how that works. 
Yeah, it's kind of stupid too. <laughs> yeah, there's it goes two in the Japan. realm of mysticism. One's in the east and one's in the west, and you went to the one to the west. Hmm. No, no, it's the world is surrounded by this big ice wall. And as you go to the wall, you actually don't go straight at it. You actually start skidding across it like a video game wall. And then you come out on the other side. That is their argument that I've heard. You know, I'm and, not going to apologize to any listeners who are flat earthers. You're wrong. Get over it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to apologize because everybody has a right to their own beliefs. Yeah. If you still feel in 24 think the earth yeah. is flat. I'm sorry. There's a difference, a big difference between belief and actual fact in science. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what else you got going on, man? <laughs> so, obviously, I've been reading the Deathgate cycle, but I've been in one of my f- depressive funks, so I haven't been really interested in playing video games, reading, anything. I'll just sit there and stare at stuff or just put on useless YouTube video stuff and watch that and not even pay attention to it. But I did force myself to read the book today and got to chapter seven and realized I really need to start reading this daily instead of weekly. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm never going to get the book done. Didn't you mention that on the last episode? I got to chapter four on the last episode. And speaking of which, guys, we are recording it two days early due to uh, events of the weekends. So our, our nerdy weeks have been cut short. Very much so. I mean, you're still going to hear this on Monday, though. Um, most yeah. of my gaming is usually done on a Saturday morning Time frame Saturday Sunday morning, but since we're recording early, I haven't had a lot of time. Yeah, it's gonna, been a hectic week at work. Yeah, like normal on most Sundays, I'm gonna go over to to Rook's house, hang out with him, get him out of his funk, play some games, hang out. You know the usual stuff. Just the usual. And he did mention golf, and that that is also an option. Yeah, I might do that get tomorrow it, if that's the case. Get him to play the game. I'm not gonna play it. Stop trying to get me to play it. <laughs> So that's pretty much been my week. It's not been it's not been very entertaining, so to speak. Huh. My week has been a little of this, a little of that, with some of this thrown in, I guess. According to the show um, notes, you haven't had a week. Right. <laughs> oh, no, no. I left it a mystery on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he opened the show notes three minutes before we hit record. Exactly. That was <laughs> uh, so, like, I... St- I started my week off like like every other week playing some ESO, just enjoying life, not knowing anything else is out there. And then I started playing Pal World. I'm because sorry. That's, because a friend of mine had mentioned it. He's like, hey, have you tried this game? It's really fun. It's, you know, Pokemon with guns, survival. Yay. So I tried it out and I got really addicted to the game for a couple days. I really enjoyed it. I still really enjoy that game. I still think it's a very well-made game. It's fun. It totally knocks off Pokemon in every way, shape, or form. I need, I need to interject something right here. Anytime you describe it as Pokemon with guns, I think you're literally a Pokemon running around with a gun. Even though I know you're not. <laughs> well, no, there are Pokemon can, running around with guns. No, I you said can you. give your Pokemons the guns, and then they <laughs> shoot things with them. Like, there's this one little monkey you can like. One of his special moves is he just goes like crazy with a little like machine gun. It's it's. All it's right, hilarious. guys, I got the next best uh, battle royale, Pow World battle battle royale. <laughs> oh jeez, I mean, that could be fun. no thanks. <laughs> but. It, it is it, it is fun. I did enjoy it, and I you know I would still pl- play it. Except last night, another friend of mine was like, "If you think that game's good, 
try a different one, which is <laughs> another one we're going to talk about today called Enshrouded. Just came out yesterday, two days ago, two days ago, yeah. on the 24th. Um, it's still an early release, so there's still a ton of stuff that they can add, but holy crap. I sat there for three hours last night saying, I really need to go to bed. I really need to go to bed. But I couldn't <laughs> go to bed because, oh, man, it's it's so much fun. Everything about it, there's so much to it. I mean, we're going to talk about it more later, but yeah. It was hilarious because we, we both started playing at the same time, and we went on to a shared game, and I kept, me and Archon both said, look, we got to go to bed an hour. That's it. We'll give it a quick try and go to bed <laughs> yeah three hours later i'm finally just i gotta just hit off and i, I did finally and was able to escape it two hours yeah. past my bedtime same I, I i was way way past my bed thankfully i didn't have to work until later this afternoon so i was able to sleep in a little bit this morning and but man holy cow as soon as i woke up this morning i got back on and started playing it and then the whole reason I don't didn't put show notes in is because I was playing it up until about three <laughs> minutes before we. I had to like close it out so that I could, so we could record. Because Any, anybody I on anybody on our Discord can tell you are in the game. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm into the game. It's it's so much fun. Oh no, so I got fun. too many games to jump into that one. You that was my complaint too when you was trying to get me into these games. Like I got ESO, I've got Starfield, I haven't beaten Baldur's Gate yet. There's there's a bunch I want to play, but so the best way I can describe it, and if Minecraft and Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild had a baby, that is this game. <laughs> I've seen a lot of other comparisons, a lot of other survival games in there as well. Like it has yeah. a strong resemblance to Valheim as well. It does. I, I have heard it has a strong resemblance. I haven't played Valheim, so I don't know. It has but a strong like, resemblance to Ark in some elements. Um, so it, but it is its own game. So and it does it the, well. The, the way you fight in the game reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild. The glider suit reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild. The stamina wheel mm -hmm. is exactly like Breath of the Wild. Like, Which I don't have a problem with that at all. Actually, like I said, I don't have a problem with Breath of the Wild. I've just never played it. You keep telling me you don't like that game. I don't like Zelda. I never said I didn't like that game because I've never played it. And Zelda doesn't oh. like you. Cool. She's a little... <laughs> beep. <laughs> Link's She's pretty cool, like, though. Zelda's I just am... like every other video game princess always getting caught by the same dude over and over and over. Right? You think she would learn after the 15th time, but no. I know, right? <laughs> All he does is change his so name what... a little bit, and that's new bad guy. Well, one thing I do need to ask you, though, Widget, have you, like, I did this earlier today, and it blew my freaking mind. I was playing in Shrouded, obviously, and there's a quest right off the beginning where they tell you to go to this tower. And I look at this tower and where it's at, it way off, you can see it way off in the distance. On your map, it says it's 936 kilometers or meters or whatever it is off in the distance, right? Then I looked at the map. And I zoomed out on the map. Yeah, I did that I earlier. How big that map has the potential to be. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. There, there is one. I have one problem with Enshrouded, but that's something we'll get into later. Other than that, I think it's nearly flawless so far. Same. Yeah, anything else, man? Yeah, that's all I did. I played a few video games. I didn't even watch any shows this week. Didn't have time. 
Um, I bought, oh, I did uh, buy my family, grabbed my work clothes and put them through the washing machine without me, without my knowledge about mm, several months ago. And my AirPods were in my pocket. So they went oh. through the wall. When they came out, one of them didn't work anymore. Yeah. And the I other one why. didn't want to, the other one didn't want to charge, right? And then my stepson has also has AirPod Pros. And he lost one of his, but it happened to be the one of mine that works. So I gave him my other one so that he could have a complete set. So I went out yesterday and bought myself a new pair because with my job, it's really useful to have a pair because I can listen to audiobooks and stuff. So I started because it's been so long and I was in the middle of the Wheel of Time series. I started over on book one again of the Wheel of Time on audiobook. So I'm listening through that. I got a, got through about seven and a half chapters today while I was at work. So I'm, I'm starting at book one and working my way through the Wheel of Time series on audiobook at work. Hopefully that I should be able to get through at least a book a week, I would say, with my job. So If not more. Well, it yeah, depends on how many hours a book is, but yeah. They average anywhere from like 34 to like 46 hours a book. That's a huge book. The average book I listen to yeah. is about 13 hours. The yeah. biggest, the Game of Thrones novels are only like at most 18 hours. Uh, I can tell you right now, I, where's my phone? I can tell you the first book in the series. I actually have the first book in my audio. The first book is 26 hours, and that's the smallest of them. How many pages uh, are the actual books? They're huge. Uh, the second book is 27 hours. The third book is 41 hours. Yeah, they're all pretty big. And why is my Wheel of Time version 18? For which book? The first book in the Wheel of Time. The Eye of the World? I don't know. Mine's 20. Uh, you probably can't. See, no. don't... Yeah. It's 25, 25 hours. Well, I have oh, actually, sorry. I have 25 hours and 56 minutes left and I'm seven chapters in. Something's not right because that book shouldn't be that big. They are. I'm telling you. Let me see. Well, there are a couple of books that I have in my library that are quite long. Oh, like the land series, the land. It's a lit RPG saga I was listening to for a little bit. And the average book with them is about 40 hours, so... I can see I it. stand corrected. Uh, I can see it. Yeah. The book Eye of Fort. the World... The Eye of the World, the first book is 832 pages. So it's it's pretty... Book 14 pretty is 41 hours and 40 minutes. I'm telling you, they're all pretty hefty. Book 3... Um, are we sure these Shadow are... Rising, the Shadow Rising is 41 hours and 13 minutes. Are they're we, long. Are we sure that we're not looking at anti-theft device novels. <laughs> Just take them and they're throw long. them at people. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're long. So they, uh, that's good, though. My book, you know, my first book's about 460-something pages. So that translates to about maybe maybe 15 to 20, between 15 and 20 hours, I guess, if it was read. read. You think so? Maybe. Oh, the font in your book is a little bigger. Actually, it's a standard okay, I, font, but anyway. 
I stand corrected. 33 hours, 46 minutes was Game of Thrones book one. And I've audio listened to audiobooks through the first three books. So, yeah. The average yeah. novel length is, what they say? It's uh, 19,000 to 26,000 words. Continue was 31,000. Oh, let's see. So, Wheel of Times, not series, is made up of 11,898 pages, averaging out to 793.20 pages per book. That's, That's an average. That's quite a bit. <laughs> so, so, like, one week a book, roughly, is about how what I'll get through. And I think I have the first seven of them right now. And I have, I think, two tokens I can still use on Audible, so I can get at least least the next two books yeah you're so going I gotta to be... wait until I get through these through the series <laughs> by the time by the time we go to WonderCon, i'll probably be, be about halfway through the series <laughs> <laughs> i mean we'll at least that gives you a lot to do a lot to listen to for a while give me something to do yeah yeah that that's that's my week well, what'd you do joe what'd you do widget other than the then other than the um pal world fiasco and then enshrouded awesomeness i played eso and I got my warden to level forty, and I did the uh, the event that's going on, the guilds and something event. There's a couple of different dailies you can do in different zones, and they give you these caches. And I've made an absolute fortune on that game in gold. I'm up to about a million right now. I don't like that you call it the Pal World fiasco because when we were actually <laughs> playing in a game together, we were having fun. That speak for yourself. We were having fun, even though we were getting one shotted because I must have I was set one frustrated of and not having a good time with it at the end. I wouldn't call it a fiasco. It's a fiasco to me. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and apparently a lot of people do enjoy it, but it's not my cup of tea or a cup Let's of coffee it. or soda. Let's see. What do you see prefer? how we'll see how long people can enjoy it. Now that Nintendo's got their microscope out and they're threatening to sue. <laughs> I warned you, man. I told you. There was so much, so much infringement in there. It's not even funny. Um, I did start to rewrite my third book. Oh, nice. I, I lost my data. For those who don't know, I had a hard drive completely overheat. And the board desoldered itself. And the M.2, the NVMe, does not work anymore. So I, I do plan on fixing it one of these days when I get a microscope and a soldering iron. But... I lost all my all my data for the book. I was about a third of the way done with it, had all my notes, and it was just gone. Didn't back it up because I'm an idiot online. Now I have everything being backed up constantly on my computer, but lesson learned. And yeah, I started writing it again. Got about 20-something pages written. And uh, trying to keep it on the same vein what I was doing before, but there's a lot I don't remember on the details. So who knows? Maybe I it's can, a good thing. I can guarantee you one thing. Hmm. One thing is perfectly guaranteed. You'll finish your book before G.R. Martin finishes his next book. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'm hoping to have it finished by this year. That's that's my awesome. goal. So in the news, there is a couple different things. And I'm going to let Rook take over here on this point because he's got a couple of the first All ones. Right, so I got like four things we're going to talk about real quick before we get because they're upbeat and happy. So we're going to stick with that. Uh, Oreos, I saw an article saying Oreos has a cookie called the Space Dunk. It actually looks interesting because it's the frosting. They have a pink layer and a blue layer, and they uh, have a spaceship on the logo. What's with the pink and blue? Uh, it's just a color choices. Because I think it was supposed to be Boy red and, and blue. 
I think it's supposed to be red and blue to imitate how light travels when you're going fast, uh, going faster space. Because uh, if you're traveling faster than light, theoretically, light coming towards you is, if I remember correctly, red, and the light going away from you is blue, if I remember correctly. But it just, I thought the packaging looked cool, and now I want to try some. The next one is, uh, this was this article from 2022, but uh, I want to read it because I made a comment about it. George R. R. Martin, uh, author of the book series inspired uh, that inspired the Game of Thrones uh, HBO series, says that he has about 500 pages left to write in The Winds of Winter. That was in 2022. So he's probably down to 350 pages left to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he could actually say he has this many pages to go. Because when I'm writing, I never had an, any idea. And for one... Well, he's probably got like a rough number. Like well, he wants to hit around 900 how, pages or so. If you, if you look at how many books he's written... And how quickly his stories have developed in those novels, he probably has an idea about how long he has to go before he finishes that story. Well, every author that I've, I've ever known, and when I was working with my publishers, no one went off of page count. It was always word count. Because yeah. formatting can change the page count dramatically. True. So just, True. I'm just but uh, on the flip side to that, the problem with George R. R. Martin is he likes to write three or four other novels in the middle of writing his Song of Ice and Fire novels. <laughs> the last two have to do with movies and TV. One article I read said the Mandalorian and Grogu movie, it's called the Mandalorian Grogu, is entering entering production this year. They're finally taking the Mandalorian to the big screen, which I'm deathly afraid of because you have <laughs> yeah. to really rush the stories for that. But if it's done right, I can see it being a success. In the, in the likes of Rogue One on how that was actually a good story, I could, if they do it like that speed, they can be successful. And if they I, do it like the first season, then it will be successful because the first season of The Mandalorian was amazing. Yeah, it's going to, on average, what movies are what an hour, an hour and a half, two hours long these days. So uh, depends. Ninety minutes to one hundred twenty minutes is average these days. Um, yes, you do have longer, and yes, you do have shorter, but that's the average. If they do that, that's like four episodes of The Mandalorian because they're like 45 minutes long, uh, 45, 30, 45 minutes long, somewhere around there. And then finally, uh, those who are fans of ElfQuest, I'd never heard of it until just now. Fox is developing a TV series called ElfQuest. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I didn't. I thought it was cool that they're making something about elves. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds because, very, very, very familiar, and I cannot place it. I know. It, I've seen it somewhere before, and I don't know. Uh, I'll have to do more research and get back to y'all on that one later. But uh, now for the two uh, sad stories. My sad story is Hasbro is laying off 1,100 people and closing one of their offices. Do they say why? Uh, cost. P people aren't buying as many toys as they used to. Now that we're in the age of technology, kids just don't play with toys like they used to. I mean, mm -hmm. it used to be kids just played with toys. Now they... I'm guilty of it, too. My two-year-old knows how to work a phone better than I do sometimes. It's like, he, he'll get right on my... Grab my phone, turn on Netflix, scroll through whatever, find what TV show he wants to watch, put it on, like... <laughs> it's nuts. He's only two. 
Yeah, the reason why I said it the way I did was because uh, the CEO spoke in business terms. Mm. And he said the workforce was made, the the reduction in workforce was made in light of market headwinds proving to be stronger and more persistent than planned. Pretty much yep. with the way the pandemic and everything projections are out. not working out for him. No. Some of it's, they haven't rebounded from, what's it called? The pandemic. And they own uh, Magic, they own Wizard of the Coast. So it's Magic Gathering and Dungeon and Dragons, which uh, got hit with layoffs as well. Those two uh, companies did. But there's other reasons I won't get into as to why I think those two are taking a hit. Yeah, I, I understand where you're going with that. But it does make sense if they're coming out and saying Dungeon and Dragons, this is probably going to be the last true update to the series, to the... Uh, TTRPG, that's probably why it's because the reduction of workforce and they're just not making the money they, they were expecting. And it begins, ladies and gentlemen. The AI hiring frenzy is going on right now and that they're hiring programmers to basically code AI. At the same time, they're fueling all... They're, it's basically fueling layoffs in many other tech segments in different firms and trying to balance the cost. So less people are being hired to work with AI, and they're firing from all the articles I, definitely, I saw about on a four-to-one ratio. That's messed up. Hiring one, firing four, because of the cost. More than 20,000 tech employees have already lost their jobs so far in 2024, and we're not even done with the first month. According to Tracker Layoffs, FYI layoffs will continue to happen for big tech in some areas, while the hiring frenzy in AI will be unprecedented. Unprecedented. As this arms race continues across the tech world. That was Dan Ives, managing director for Wellbush Securities, told CNBC. Google CEO uh, Sunder, I can never pronounce her name. Pichai. 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 Yeah, whatever, something like that. Last week warned employees there would be more job cuts this year as the company continues to shift investments towards AI. The worst part about about this... I saw 11 other articles in the last couple of days with the same thing with different companies. Well, if you think about it, if you can have one person who oversees all the one or two two people who oversee all the AI, all the AI can work 24 hours a day and you don't have to pay them. Like it's. Yep. In our AI episode, we mentioned this was going to happen. Right. We mentioned it was a real possibility. And. It's happening. And I definitely picked the wrong field. No, I think being an IT specialist is going to still be safe for at least another uh, 10 years. I can guarantee you being an aviation ma- maintenance uh, leader is going to be yeah, you'll a solid be. bet for it a while. Mm-hmm. I think I think I'm still good for now, too. So. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll know more in like the next five years, for sure. Or less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we have AI now that can diagnose all issues, and all they need to do is type in a couple words and computer figure it out. Yep, there goes my job. Yeah, but here's the problem. IT will always need people because idiots exist that can't yes. comprehend what they're being told to do, even when you Barney-style it for them. I have a job because of users. That's all I need to say. Exactly. 
So you're going to be fine for a while. As long as there's mm. people that need to use stuff, you're going to be fine. Right. You need to program an AI to say, have you turned it off and back on again? Then That's it. There goes 50% of my job. You're in trouble. Yep. You, uh, when's the last time you restarted your computer? I don't know, last yeah. month? What? It restarts? <laughs> I thought it just stayed on all the time. Is your computer on? Yes, it's on. And when the screen Ten goes black, later. does it... When I close the lid of my laptop, it doesn't turn off? My favorite Reddit post I read was uh, this guy was on the phone explaining to this person, is it turned on? And like three or four different people told him, yes, it's turned on. He gets there, flips one switch and everything works. And it's a switch that everybody guaranteed was on. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be $600 for wasting my time. Thank you. Oh, Have a great day. that would frustrate me so much. All oh. right, guys. Let's get into our meat and potatoes of the show. Surviving Survival gaming has been the biggest trend in gaming for quite a few years now, actually. And I think one of the big instigators of that was Minecraft. Starting oh, yeah, to say, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then other games, other companies want to try to recreate that magic that Minecraft has captured for 15, 20 years. It's been running. Some of them have. I think it's kind of interesting that they're doing it like some of the newer ones are doing it in the same way that Minecraft did it, though. Like, I remember when Minecraft first came out, I bought it because it was like. 1999 and it was just the early access of the game and they were going to keep adding more stuff to it as you know kind of the beta of the game and that seems to be with the newer games that like the two that just came out same same situation this is just the early access beta version where we're still planning to add more but we wanted you to get in and we're going to sell it to you for cheap okay <laughs> <laughs> i love that style like i the the game that we were that, that we were talking about earlier in Shrouded, like I would I would have easily have paid like sixty, seventy bucks for that game because of the amount of content in it, the amount of entertainment I'll get out of it, but to be able to get it on Steam for twenty six bucks. Yeah, but survival games survival games do it right. They give you early access to a game they let you know it's early access. Unlike some of these bigger releases like Cyberpunk uh, 2077, which release with all these major bugs, I expect if I'm playing an early access game, it's going to have bugs and that they're going to be working on it. So they're doing it right. They're not selling you a crappy game and then saying we're going to fix it. They're saying, hey, it's early access. It's a survival game. It's going to be fun, but expect bugs. I mm. have not found any yet. I have. You have? Yeah, mostly uh. just clipping bugs. Oh. Yeah. Mostly. And there was I a, another issue. I have World, so. Which are the two newest, which is what kind of spawned this this idea tonight. And there's several in the in the market. I've, I only wrote down probably the more popular ones. Right. So I... I and we could go over each one of them. Um, one of them that most people don't understand, like Archon didn't at first, is that No Man's Sky is a survival game. It is. But what makes a survival game, guys? Do you know? Do you know that? What elements have to be present? Uh, Survivalism. No, actually. Surprisingly, <laughs> that's not actually a requirement. Crafting, building, having a character that you have to keep alive in some crafting. way, shape, or form by crafting things and. 
building habitat. Crafting, building, mining, uh, gathering resources. That's the only things I can really think of. That all and these, open world uh, persistent. Those are the four. Yep. So well, on this on, list. So wait. So so what are what are the lists? What are it? Mining. Uh, sorry, building, crafting, gathering resource, and open world persistent. So you're telling me Starfield is a survival game? Because all those elements are are in Starfield. It probably could be labeled as that as a survival RPG. It could, but they came yeah. out and said it's an action adventure RPG. Huh. Fallout Four theoretically could be labeled as a survival game. <laughs> but there's there it, it it's just how they it's I guess it's more like how the game focuses on those elements instead mm-hmm. of the RPG Like for instance, Starfield it focuses on the RPG side way more than anything else and. The survival, I'm using air quotes here, aspect of the game is more of an afterthought or a side piece to the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, these games, you and start unlike, with nothing and have to build actually, yourself up to survive. Starfield, in most of them. Starfield could, Starfield could Starfield? not be considered, yeah, Starfield could not be considered one because you do not craft your armor, you do not craft your weapons, you do not craft your, you do craft a outpost and you can build your ship but that's yeah you craft your outpost you craft you can craft all your medicines you can mod all of your weapons and stuff like that with crafting that's you can mod your weapon you but there's don't, a whole like crafting tree that you have to you like don't start the game naked and have yeah. to you build your ship you don't start the game naked and actually have to build your clothes and your armor and everything you use like you do in say rust do you in No Man's Sky? That's the only thing where it, it does peter away from it, why it is classified as not just a survival game. That's <laughs> but why you do unlike... start the game with nothing, and you do have to gather your resources in order to be able to escape the first planet. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, now, a lot of, all of the games on this list I haven't played. So, so. on this list, I want to start off with this game. I've, I've played why. all but two of them. Rust is one of my favorite games to not just I've played it and it was fun because I made myself a miner and made a lot of uh, in-game currency in that game. But uh, it's my favorite to watch YouTube videos of of a specific moderator. Moderator. I know exactly what you're talking (laughs) about who messes with all the cheaters. Puts mines around them so when they're done and they move they blow up. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, I've never played Raft. Raft is amazing. I love that game, yeah. and I want to try to get my friends to play with me. I played, but no one's played, played it with me other my brother. No, I thought we played together once. Nope, the only person's ever played with me was my brother. I swear, I played uh, it with you. I've once. never even heard of the game, so you've never brought it up to me at all. I thought I did. Uh, it's nope. it's a survival game where literally you wake up on, on a, a raft. little like a little four by four raft out in the middle of the ocean, and you have like this little like. Hook on a string that you have to throw out and like gather materials and oh. and like you can like go toward islands and stuff like that and the the you goal build up is your to, raft like, and build up your raft home. into like a whole big old ship and then oh. like oh it's fun yeah I seen previews to that and was instantly turned off by it because it looks boring it's not it was I was not, really though. surprised it's, it was extremely it, addicting the the game the game. The game I really want to try on this list is um, Subnautica. That one I was actually working with the development team for a while. 
and I did live streams years ago when they were in development, mm-hmm. yeah, where they gave me the one. game to live stream it and and show people what the game looks like. When I, they would call me up after my live streams, we would talk about it, what needed to be fixed, what needed to be added. And they kept on giving me the free game constantly on it. It was a blast. I have uh, a friend of mine. She's actually, she was in my, she's in my guild, uh, the Crescent Order. She was her, uh, she's a widow of, and I got to meet them when I first moved here. Her and her uh, late husband, I got to meet them when they first moved here to California when I found out they actually live near Lancaster. So I went and met them and... A couple years, uh, a year later, I went and hung out with her uh, again, and she was just showing off her build in Subnautica, and it was like, yeah, that game does look pretty cool. It is, and what it is, for those who don't know, is you crash land, you're part of a ship crew out in space, and the ship crash lands on a completely water planet. No land, it's just all underwater. And you get out, you escape on a on an escape pod. So you land in the middle of this ocean because the entire planet's ocean and it's all about surviving in the ocean underwater. All your resources are gathered underwater. You build your bases underwater. Hold on, you actually build submarines. It's crazy. And the sea monsters down there. If you have a fear of water, may not be the game for you. (laughs) I I like it though because it makes you real pay attention to your oxygen levels. The only thing I had a problem with Sonatica is it was single player only. Yes, that is a bad thing about that game. That game would be so... F- if they made it multiplayer, at least with two to th- four f- or two to three friends, it would be, be, be amazing. Because the game yeah, is a lot of fun. See, that's, a, that's the thing about some games I've seen before is... That's part of why I enjoy the survival games I've played, because running around with other people is fun. Yeah. Valheim, for example. Yeah. I That's love what makes running survival around. games so much fun is being able to do it with your, your friends. Yeah. Valheim. A couple of people have seen me playing it before. Uh, I've actually, I run with uh, my friend Rabbit and her daughter Cozy. They're really fun games. It's a really fun game to play with other people. I don't like playing it solo, but... It's fun to play with other people because it's just, I don't know, it just feels more engaging when you're playing with another person. Yeah, I, I tapped, when I was working with the development team, I said, why aren't you guys doing this as a multiplayer? And I said, we don't have the code for it. We don't think the world is big enough to support more than one player. Yeah, but they they could have made it support, like, at least like you said, two to four players. I told them it was a big mistake going one player only. In fact, in every game on our list right now it's the only one that is single player mm-hmm. and it's also one of the best arc was one that i played in the beginning and the idea of tranking dinosaurs and taming them and riding them and using them was incredible it was so much fun but only if you made your own private server because it's not the big problem with arc is you could not play it locally at that time mm-hmm. i don't think you still can you have to go onto a server and most of the servers are just full of your typical crappy people who don't give a crap about you and will take all your stuff and kill you any chance they get. Destroy your base, holding yards. Oh, that's almost every game on this list. <laughs> Somebody, uh, You j- have to jump into Rust. You have to jump into a public server. You don't have private servers. Yeah, that's you one jump reason into why public- I didn't play Rust. You jump into a public server. 
and you get ganked as soon as you spawn because your people are just heads. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I made a, a private server for Ark, and me and my brother Dan and another couple friends played down on a server for a while, just the four of us, and that's when it got really, really fun. There is one game I put uh, one game survival game I've played a lot. And I've seen some people play a lot that you don't, we don't have on this list, and that's Conan Exiles. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that one is actually... Forgot. Yeah, it's actually a fun game. Um, it, I actually, both times I've played it long-term, I got into uh, a server with some cool people that actually tried making the server legit to where there weren't any gankers or anything like that. Once you spawned into the game, you got to choose a faction and then go from there. It was actually really fun. I didn't add to the list. I wasn't sure if one of us had played it or not. Yep. I played it a lot. Uh, that one for me actually has... If I can get back up to the C's in my list. I put 101 hours in that game. Nice. Another, another one that's not on the list that frustrates the ever-living crap out of me is uh terraria no, i, I can't that stand one. that i don't like I it at all i tried playing it for about an hour and a half and i hated it couldn't do it oh i i've played it but it just it i'm terrible at it and it's 2d yeah, it's just, no yeah it's i'm a minecraft og so of course you are you I have played, your own server i played minecraft in beta <laughs> he had his own show yeah. <laughs> either of y'all played seven days to die no uh, I know about it, but I've never played game. it. I, I hate zombie stuff anyway. I don't like zombie games or movies. And they hate you. Great. Quite literally. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> right. Okay. To be fair, there. I know it's a different genre than what we're talking about, but there is one zombie game that is amazing, and that is uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Okay, Just I saying. will give you that one. I played the <laughs> snot out of that thing. It was that hilarious. so much fun. Dave, or like the Garden Warfare games, those like the, the <laughs> spinoff, like first-person shooter versions, those are good too. Yeah. But anyway, back yeah, to uh, the, let's go into made fun. Let's go into the two. Um, by the way, one thing that made Ark famous was the outlandish character models. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I never. That was another one I never played. I never played Rust, Ark, Valheim, Subnautica, No Man's Sky. None of those on the list I've played. But I have played the other ones. I have played Raft. Rook and I actually played No Man's Sky quite a bit together not long ago. No, last year or the year before? Yeah, it was about two years ago now. Year and a half. It's been a while. It's been a while. Before we run out of time, we got to get into the two new ones. Yeah. Y'all have fun with that because you're not getting me into those games. Power World (laughs) and Intro. I don't want to try and get you into Power World because, A, I don't know how long it's going to last because... It is, like we mentioned before, uh, Nintendo has already announced they're going over that game with a fine-tooth comb and they're finding a way to shut it down if they can. I know that Power World responded by saying, oh, hey, they're going to try and shut us down. Well, here's our five-year plan for the game. Good luck. We've already had our lawyers review everything and they say we're in the mm-hmm. clear. No. So, uh, it I, don't work I, that way. I don't way. think so. <laughs> we shall see. Um, the game is a lot of fun. It's very gimmicky. It's I haven't found much of a story to it. That one's just purely survival. Yeah, and if and, anything, it's all about I the mean, the animals that are so clearly Pokemon in both looks and name 
and how you capture them and everything else. Hey, you don't catch them in Pokeballs. You catch them in PAL spheres. So here's the thing about <laughs> copyright infringement. If the game is too similar, they can bust you hard for copyright infringement. And it is. It's way too similar. I just kept telling mm-hmm. Archon the entire time we are playing it, this is... No, this is not going to last. I know it is similar, but I, I also have a game on my PlayStation that my son loves to play that is almost almost identical to Mario Kart, except it's not Mario characters and stuff. It's just little cheap, cartoony characters, but the game plays exactly the same way. And that game still is allowed to exist. Is it owned the by thing Nintendo? Is, here, here's the thing. Mm. This, this, is, this is the big thing with Power World, okay? Nintendo saw Power World and they're like, whatever. It, it looks like our game. Who cares? Then Power World got super popular, started making a ton of money, and they're like, hey, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Let's take a second look at this game. Man. We can't have what? somebody else making money. I beg to differ with you. I think what got Nin- uh, Nintendo and the Pokemon company to look into this game is people started dubbing it Pokemon with guns. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then like literally a couple days after the game came out somebody get, came out with a mod that made all of the pals in the game look ex- like become pokemon and like added pokemon characters into the game and basically let's be, made Let's the be game honest pokemon. here though it wouldn't have taken much graphic work to do that. No. It, <laughs> it really wouldn't have. Mm-mm. I mean there are a lot of similarities. Um however, I will say it is a completely different game. Like, none of the Pokemon games do you ever do all the crafting and stuff that you do. You don't put your Pokemon to work in any of the games like you do in Power World. You don't have, you know, animal slaves like you do in Power World. Um, you, you can even capture humans and have them be your slaves <laughs> in, your, in your bases in Power World. Uh, the combat and stuff is way different than it is in, in a, nor- in a nah. normal Pokemon game like well, yeah, yeah it is. I guess, I guess the po- I thought you were gonna say. Have, like, I thought you, know, you were gonna battle. say survival, but yes, no, it's nothing like Pokemon okay. in that term. So here, uh, so actually, Pokemon has a game that could easily be if they wanted to make a survival game with Pokemon, they could take Pokemon Arceus and easily yeah. take that code and make it a survival game. They could make that one a survival game, but even but in no, Arceus, here, you don't fight yourself in any of the battles. You use your Pokemon to do it. In this game, you are you are fighting, and your pals are just helping. So there see, is there I, is every picture I've. S- Every picture I've seen, though, I could easily make the exact similarity to the actual Pokemon. Yeah, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I agree with you. If I, if somebody were to have shown me this game and not shown me a title to it, and I'd be, I would be like, "What Pokemon game is that?" Because it looks ridiculously like Pokemon. So they might get hit. They, they might. I enjoyed the game while I was playing it. I probably will still play it a little bit more. Probably not as much now that I found Entrouded, which is the other game that we need to talk about. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're enjoying Power World. It's just not my cup of tea in any yeah, way, I, shape, or form. So I don't really I have probably won't play it again for a while because right now I'm so engrossed in Entrouded that... Entrouded, though, that is my cup of tea. And my coffee yeah, and my bread good. bowl. <laughs> That game is good. The The builds you can do in that game 
and it's actually story driven. Yeah, we'll get to you. I see your hand. I'll get to you in a second. But like you when you first come out, there's a story to follow. It's good. It's engaging. There's like a whole world that you can, you know, mine stuff. You can craft stuff. You can literally dig holes in the middle of the ground if you want to. I love it. What are you going to say, Rip? Okay. Look at the host chat. Okay, those spaces are big enough. <laughs> um, look at the host chat. Yeah, I know. It, that, so the a picture lot I showed to y'all is a side-by-side -side comparison of a character from Power World and Vulpix. It's, they're way too similar. No, I, no. They're very similar. The Fox Parks has one tail. <laughs> and Fox Parks is a fire Pokemon. Yeah, Vulpix is too. It's a fire Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy how similar and how it's much so, off it is. So I see the hair on the top. Nintendo has a very good claim on this. Anybody yeah. and their salt can win a case against Pal World on this one. Just for they the characters. They scenario. checked with their lawyers before they released, and they said everything was legal. So you we'll pay a lawyer see. enough, he'll say whatever you want. Yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we'll there, there, it might come out to where they say, hey, change up, say your Firefox, change it to a different type instead of fire. Make them switch up their designs with their uh, elemental types, and then they Nintendo would need to might change literally pretty much every single one of the piles to get away from mm -hmm. the infringement. They need to do a completely different system of capture. Completely mm -hmm. different. Yeah. And then maybe yeah. it'd be fine. Here, here, here's the thing with Power World though. It's free on Xbox Game Pass, so I didn't pay anything to play it. So <laughs> if all of a sudden it goes away. Oh well, I still got entrouded, and I had fun while I while I had it. But <laughs> if I would like, it is on Steam, also for twenty six bucks, and I'm not gonna buy it on there because no. So I'll play it for. I've free. I've seen a lot of other games fun. other than Minecraft try to do the whole digging thing. And most of them failed miserably. It was clunky. Oh, it was bad. And Shrouda's digging is actually very good. I was first when we did our little game together. I was building my underground home by digging it out. My my yeah, little it's more than just hole. digging too. Like you could go like right. You could like carve out a side of a mountain, and you can like carve it terrain sculpting. Like, you could probably, like, sculpt Mount Rushmore into the side of a mountain if you wanted to. Like, it's it's really, really cool. Really cool. The building's very... it's The building's very similar to other games that are like this. Um, the, the shooter that I constantly have been forgetting the name of. Oh, wait, Fortnite. It has very similar ability, building, whereas... You got pre prefabs that you basically use the material, use the prefab, and you can place it however you want. But it works. It works really well. It's not... You can go freeform, and I found out that you can actually take the blocks that you make, and you can stack them. Just like yeah. Minecraft. Yeah, you can go 100% freeform, or you could use the... And you can take, like, the, the presets and, like, drag them up and make them, like, make it bigger and, like... I, I like it. So the only problem I have with Entrouded, because I love the combat, I love the skill tree system, the quests, the story, the building, the gap, you name it. But I, I don't like the fact that it is, um, it's not a generated world. Yes, every map is I, the I same. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that, that every map is the same. And I agree. Like, it. I understand why they need to do that, though, because of the story. Yeah, because of the story. 
But I would it would be really cool if down the line because the game is still brand new. It's 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 still in early access and stuff. It would be cool if later on down the line they release like a sandbox. Yeah, type, I was thinking like, that or release like other maps a, that you can version. other maps yeah, that are no, non-story that you can go into. Yeah, another gameplay version where you could do like sandbox mode and like just have like a procedurally generated world that you can just go in and build and kill stuff and survive survive like kind of like a survive like a creative mode in minecraft the the shrouded element okay there's this the whole point of the story is the world got wiped out by this mist basically and it reminds me of a certain books <laughs> but I this this fog movie. that kills everything and changes the world and so you got put into like cryogenesis thing where you got put away until the world was ready to receive you again and you can start rebuilding the world with several other people that got frozen. Like, what is it called? They're Flame something. Flameborn or something like that, but... I'm like that. I think it's Flameborn. Yeah. So you get, like, a time limit. When you go into these shrouded areas, you get five minutes in the beginning of the game to go in there before you die. So you have to go in, do what you need to do, and get out within that five-minute time limit, but there are things that you can extend it. And, uh, that's actually a really cool element of the game, and it does you you do lose some of your inventory when you die in that game you have to go back to your corpse and get it like most survival games which was a pain i found out today that there is this deadly shrouds where you step into it and your entire five minutes goes away in two, in three seconds yeah. so i had to go in hopscotch my deaths walking my <laughs> stuff out <laughs> pro tip one thing that one of my friends told me that um is like a, a good idea is to carry one of those flame altars around with you and if you're going into like kind of a difficult fight put one down so that you can respawn back to it there was a respawn point right before that first at. boss in the well yeah i found that because i got i got my butt whooped by the boss in the beginning but i'm saying like if you're going into like a, a new area that looks like it might be kind of tough you put one of those altars down that way if you go in and you die you don't go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> you can go right there, and then you could just pick that thing up when you're ready to move and go somewhere else. You just pick it up and bring it with you. It's not. That's not a terrible idea. Keep one. Just keep. I have one on my character you. right now because I was gonna find. You know, I'm at the point where I gotta put down a second one somewhere. Apparently, like from what I've seen, you can you can build a whole bunch of bases around the world. I think it's up to like 16 or something like that. You can have up to 16 different bases around the world. I, I gotta admit though, it is a flipping huge map i saw that earlier today too huge huge map so big and um I'm, I'm loving it so far i'll let you guys know more as we as we play it more yeah who knows but yeah, yeah so i am a huge survival game fan this hits every itch i have for a survival game agreed so i'm looking forward to playing it right after the show tonight <laughs> same, same. I've been at work all afternoon, just itching to get home so I can play. I wanna, I wanna get a little time in. All right, guys. Before Hopefully we end the show, three a.m. again. Give me your top three favorite survival games. I can go first because Enshrouded has my number one spot. Minecraft and then Subnautica, and then Ra and then Raft. <laughs> so top four for me. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I would say Enshrouded right now is my number one. Uh, my number two was a game that was very that's very similar to Enshrouded, but it got canceled. It was called uh, 
Um, it was it was called EverQuest Next. They were going to release EverQuest Next, and there was a part of it called uh, Landmark that was basically this. So that's my number two. And then uh, Minecraft, obviously, number three. I'm surprised none of us liked that uh, Metal Gear survival game. <laughs> that is a reason. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Mine in order is No Man's Sky, Valheim, and Rust. Uh, from least to best or best to least? Best to least. Okay. Yeah, No Man's Sky is number five for me. Because I'm not going to play Enshrouded or Power World. Minecraft, the graphics just give me a headache after a while. Uh, Wrath I've never played. Ark is our, uh, okay. And then Subnautica I've never played, so. I say we draw squares to see when it is that Rook plays Enshadowed with us. <laughs> he says he's not going to, but it'll probably be before next week's show. Nope. You can uh, even buy me the game and I won't play it just uh, because you made that bet. <laughs> I love Rook to death, man. He's my homie through and through, but he's as stubborn as a mule. Yeah. <laughs> I have way too many games I'm involved in, and I do cut myself off. Word. I get that. I still got Starfield, ESO, and all those others, but I'm going to play Entrouded. So we're going to wrap up the show tonight, guys. Hey, guys. Yo, I prom I promise all of our listeners we're not doing a video game episode next week. No, we're not. <laughs> next week we're gonna do something. <laughs> Probably not for a couple out of, weeks. Out of the realm of video games. We do have a tabletop gaming planned in the near future. Potentially an anime one. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, no. We're we're gonna do anime because that's a big player base, uh, nerd base out there. Oh, I know. Okay, we're gonna do an anime episode, and you're gonna hear a lot of Rook. See, we need to bring my son on for the anime show. Or, or, uh, Joe. Yeah, we need me, to bring my son, and, uh, because my son's a giant anime nerd. I can't be the only one talking, so yes, we should. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, ask him. Else. I've seen, like, two animes in my whole life, and that's only if Dragon Ball Z counts. <laughs> we'll most likely have a, a guest on for the tabletop game. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Don't worry, we're not going to be talking just about video games the entire time. We've got a lot of other good topics coming up. So that's going to wrap it up for tonight. You can reach the show for business and other things if you wish. Our email is... Is it Raw Podcast or Podcast Raw? I just completely blanked it. Why did you just blank that? PodcastRaw at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at PodcastRaw. Our Facebook is well right now it's starfield raw but you can still go there anyway and instagram instagram is raw podcast one and our discord <laughs> is at discord.gg forward slash r-a-w-p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s don't forget the s on it join us in discord please we love it we're all we are we're in there all the time Chat is awesome in there. Join us. Yeah, we got Have a bunch a of new time. people showing up the last couple of days. Also, yes. well, that's because we read Starfield Raw. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to be posting some pictures of my builds and stuff like that from Entrouded. So if you want to come on Discord Same. and check it out, do so. Same. I won't post. People have been talking about how I don't post pictures of Starfield, but I will post pictures of my builds on Entrouded. Oh, and um, sure. if you guys want to actually ever play a game with any of the hosts, that's the best way to do so. Yeah. Yes, it is. Discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter and Xbox and Steam and everything at the widget. T-H-E-W-I-G-I-T. He's a simple one of the group because for me, Steam 
and Twitter, or X now called, is Rook213. Everything else is Tomcat213. And uh, Facebook, just add an underscore between Tomcat and 213. And for me, you can find me at TheArchon606 on all social media, or you can find me on any video gaming platform, IG, PlayStation, Xbox, any of those, at quick, Q-W-I-C-K underscore D underscore 606. And just like the video games we talked about tonight, everybody, keep on surviving, and we'll talk to you next week. Y'all stay nerdy now. You hear? Have a great week, guys. (laughs) 